not utter a bark. Madame Lefebvre, however, had become accustomed to the animal. She even went so far as to like it, and to give it, from time to time, pieces of bread soaked in the gravy on her plate. But she had not once thought of the dog tax, and when they came to collect eight francs, eight francs, madame, for this puppy who never even barked, she almost fainted from the shock. It was immediately decided that they must get rid of Pierrot. No one wanted him. Everyone declined to take him for ten leagues around. Then they resolved, not knowing what else to do, to make him piquer du mât. Piquer du mât means to eat chalk. People who want to get rid of a dog make him piquer du mât. In the midst of an immense plain, one sees a kind of hut, or rather a very small roof, standing above the ground. This is the entrance to the clay pit. A big perpendicular hole is sunk for twenty metres underground and ends in a series of long subterranean tunnels. Once a year, they go down into the quarry at the time they fertilise the ground. The rest of the year, it serves as a cemetery for condemned dogs. And as one passes by this hole, plaintive howls, furious or despairing barks, and lamentable appeals reach one's ear. Sportsmen's dogs and sheep dogs flee in terror from this mournful place, and when one leans over it, one perceives a disgusting odor of putrefaction. Frightful dramas are enacted in the darkness. When an animal has suffered down there for ten or twelve days, nourished on the foul remains of his predecessors, another animal, larger and more vigorous, is thrown into the hole. There they are. Alone, starving with glittering eyes, they watch each other, follow each other, hesitate in doubt. But hunger impels them. They attack each other, fight desperately for some time, and the stronger eats the weaker, devours him alive. When it was decided to make Pierrot piquer du mât, they looked round for an executioner. The labourer, who mended the road, demanded six sous to take the dog there. That seemed wildly exorbitant to Madame Lefebvre. The neighbor's hired boy wanted five sous. That was still too much. So Rose, having observed that they had better carry it there themselves, as in that way it would not be brutally treated on the way and made to suspect its fate, they resolved to go together at twilight. They offered the dog that evening a good dish of soup with a piece of butter in it. He swallowed every morsel of it. And as he wagged his tail with delight, Rose put him in her apron. They walked quickly, like thieves, across the plain. They soon perceived the chalk pit and walked up to it. Madame Lefebvre leaned over to hear if any animal was moaning. No, there were none there. Pierrot would be alone. Then Rose, who was crying, kissed the dog and threw him into the chalk pit. And they both leaned over, listening. First, they heard a dull sound, then the sharp, bitter, distracting cry of an animal in pain, then a succession of little mournful cries, then despairing appeals, the cries of a dog who is entreating, his head raised toward the opening of the pit. He yelped. Oh, how he yelped! They were filled with remorse. With terror, with a wild, inexplicable fear, and ran away from the spot.
As Rose went faster, Madame Lefebvre cried, Wait for me, Rose, wait for me! At night, they were haunted by frightful nightmares. Madame Lefebvre dreamt she was sitting down at table to eat her soup, but when she uncovered the tureen, Pierrot was in it. He jumped out and bit her nose. She awoke and thought she heard him yelping still. She listened, but she was mistaken. At daybreak, she arose, almost beside herself, and ran to the chalk pit. He was yelping, yelping still. He had yelped all night. She began to sob and called him by all sorts of endearing names. He answered her with all the tender inflections of his dog's voice. Then she wanted to see him again, promising herself that she would give him a good home till he died.